Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> lamest clinks ever. I mean, not the lamest clinks ever. We have some pretty lame, pretty lame uh, glassware clinking yeah. on this pod. But this is, um, this is not even glass. Mm-mm. Metal. Some mule mugs. Yep. We're uh, drinking Irish mules. Oh, okay. I was curious what kind of mule, but... Mm-hmm. I'm here Just for it. ginger beer and Jameson and a little bit of uh, a little lime juice in there. Lime juice. Piece. Yep. That's Sounds it. Good. They're good. Get you where you want to go, man. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. So how's your week going? Okay. We are winding down the school year. Uh-huh. So, you know, it is like a million random things you're children need to bring to school mm-hmm. like hey mom i need to bring a box of cereal and a towel no, and no. i need to bring a box of blueberry cheerios i need to bring a box of blueberry cheerios to school it's for a project it's very important i <laughs> we found them it's fine okay man okay it's good but uh yeah it's just i mean we're we have six days of school left Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So it'll be, um, you know, it's just trying to land this thing without the wheels falling off is... But at this point, like... Oh, no, yeah, like, our kids' final grades are pretty much in. Like, now it is just, like, if you are failing, you are scrambling to turn in all the things that are, like, you have a zero for this because you didn't turn it in. Right, right. So hopefully they're doing that. (laughs) Two of our kids, you know, our middle schooler and our fifth grader... They are on progress books, so we can pull up their grades and look at things and be like, all right. We know. We know what they're doing. Everything appears to be in. It seems to be done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Our third grader, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, Well, our third grader, um, like, passed the test that he needed to pass to get through third grade, like, in October. Yeah. So, so like, he's, he's just been coasting ever since. Yeah. On that accomplishment. I mean, you know, he doesn't necessarily know that, but... Yeah, he's been... No, he's doing fine. He's... But... You don't... You don't get a grade in third grade. Like, it's... Not not in Ohio. Not... not In yeah. these days and ages. No, it's just met expectations, exceeds expectations. That's what I got back mm-hmm. in the day. Like, in third grade. I don't remember. So, it was just... Yeah. You know. All right. Are you turning in your work? Are you doing okay? Are you right. trying are you, your best? Are you showing up? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the assignments have grades on them, but like, mm-hmm. it's not like he's going to... But the grade grades are not really... Yeah. The points are made up and they go... <laughs> <laughs> and they don't matter. Yeah. Um, but my kids also are like, oh, it's the last, like, the last week of school when, like, we just, like, watch movies and have field day and field trips and eat ice cream and, like... Yeah. Everybody's farted it in. Oh, yeah. Totally. Well, so. also, the standardized tests finished up. Mm-hmm. So, like, you've taught to the test. You're done. Like, It's just bonus. Yeah, this is bonus classes. 
And yeah, nobody's taking it really too seriously. Well, I mean, like, so they're learning some interesting things sometimes. Like, yeah. this is when my kids learned how to play chess, like this lame deck session of uh, mm-hmm. of elementary school. Uh, one of <laughs> our, our daughters, uh, our teacher decided to have like a cooking class. I was like, this might be his passion. Like, good for him. Mm-hmm. Like, because they finished their mural early. Yeah. And, and so it's like, well, we can't just keep painting this mural if we're done like we should let it sit we should yeah who wants to learn how to make bruschetta yeah so my daughter learned how to make bruschetta she's like turns out it's delicious and i was like damn straight yes yes it is and then we used the leftover bruschetta to make pizza and she was like oh my god (laughs) fantastic it's good but no i mean Teachers out there, I'm not mad at you for this lifetime. Also, I feel like this might be your like this like you said this lame duck session is mm-hmm. when you get to do your passion thing. Right you're when like, you when you get to like or or you know do something that you think would be really interesting and beneficial to the kids, but doesn't necessarily fit. Yeah, anywhere it's on, not going to be on the test. Yeah. So have fun. Yeah. It's Six good. more days, it's y'all can make good. it. It's all good, and then the By the time this comes out, three days. And then the kids will be in my house all the time, eating all my food, or not eating any of my food, and complaining that there's nothing to eat. Yes. (laughs) That second (laughs) one is possible. That is very possible. Dad, can I have trail mix? You ate all the trail mix yesterday. Can you go get more trail mix? I'm technically working. Right, it's 10 in the morning on a Tuesday. No. No, I have a meeting. Yeah, I'm busy. Go find something else to eat. It's not like... Wait. Have an apple. Have some carrot sticks. Yes. Slices of cheese. Like, I don't want any of those things. Then you're not hungry. And you're, yeah. You're it's, bored. It's fine, man. Go outside. Run some laps. Run some laps. I don't know. Figure it out. So, but yeah. This would be good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How was your week so far? Not bad. Not bad. I got... I've been complaining about having a lot of scouting work to do Mm -hmm. and i just cleared the major hurdle which is i submitted the schedule to our charter organization for the entire year Mm -hmm. um actually the next the last event on that schedule is may 20th 2023 so it's over a year from now we'll be doing our last thing for that schedule and i am thrilled Mm-hmm. That is done because then it's just, you know, the logistics of making it happen are are easier. We'll we'll have some other events in there. We'll have um, um, you know, some some other things I just don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. We got to plan a camp out. We got to do like the scouting for food thing. Like, yeah, but you know, and the Scout Sunday, but like none of that's scheduled yet, so. Mm-hmm. We'll just. But you have out. you have the like the bones. I have the bones of it, and now we just got to hang the rest of the schedule on it. Got to make some phone calls. I'm trying to figure out. You know, our, our electric companies do this really cool thing where they did demos with like where they fry a hot dog with 220 volts. Oh, do they not do that anymore? I'm trying to figure it out. It's not on their website because oh. we they like went from mm-hmm. one company to another. They got bought out. I don't know. It's a whole thing. So I got to figure calls. out if it's around and maybe make some phone calls. That's pretty fun. So that would be a fun one to do, like next March. Mm-hmm. We're like, can you do it in March of 2023? Uh, pick a day. Mm-hmm. This one, yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> You're scheduling it ten months in advance. It's probably gonna be fine. Yeah, maybe. But, but anyway, so that's been good. 
We watched a movie. We did. This is actually a relatively recent movie for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure when it came out. But I think 2021. I think it was 22, but maybe. Um, no, it was 21. You're right. Um, but it is Clifford the Big Red Dog. First question. We uh, do this a lot. What is your experience with Clifford the Big Red Dog um, in media? I know it is a series of books. Mm-hmm. I was way too old to read them as children. Yeah, I think I missed um, them. Or at least I don't remember them. Yeah, no. I definitely didn't. Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom babysat, so they were mm-hmm. around our house. They were in your house, yeah. You had a lot longer tail on, like, how, how long you were around kid culture. Right. Whereas I was like, I am seven, I am a big kid, like, I am putting away childish things. Right. Uh, you know. You went, yeah, you went straight out. But no, <laughs> I, well, and, like, I remember, you know, my mom babysat, so I would come home from high school and then these kids' moms were, like, in elementary or middle school, so they would be home later in the day. Mm-hmm. They'd come pick their kids up later than I, you know. Then you got home. Then I got home. So, like, sometimes you would come in, and they'd be like, hey, can you read me a book? And I'd be like, sure. sure. Like, you know, whatever. They're just kids. They're fine. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that that would be one of the books you would read. And I, I remember um, reading these books as part of that. Yeah, I don't know that I ever read any of these books. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like I read Clifford when I was in high school, mm-hmm. but, like you did, but you know, two kids, two children. It's not like you read them on your own. But you know what? Even if you did read them on your own, that'd be okay. Also, um, I do know for a fact there were um, two different animated series. Oh yes, yes, mm-hmm. on PBS on PB on the PBS. And so that was a whole, you know, mm-hmm. situation. Situation. Um, one of them, I want to say, uh, had the voice of, um, oh, what's his head from Three's Company? John? John Ritter. Yeah. John Ritter was Clifford. Interesting. Yeah. Weird, weird get on that, but... It happens. It happens. Uh, maybe he had community service or something. That, again, <laughs> that's like my we- working theory. Sometimes people just do things because it's what they want to do. And sometimes it's court ordered. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's where we're at, right? Sure. So, anyway, so this movie, though, is an animated, or it's a mostly live action with a CG dog. Yes. Um,. Version of the story, and it starts on a magical island, which is, of course, Manhattan. Yes. What is the fascination with making Manhattan magical? Mm-hmm. It's kind of not. Yeah. The whole place is Manhattan like, an island. Yeah, Manhattan's an island, and Long Island is an island. Long Island, and then is, there's no more islands. Well, I mean, there's several islands, but in New York City. Yeah, Roosevelt Island, Staten Island. Um. Rikers Island. Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, Governor's Island, although no one lives on Governor's Island. Although no one lives there. No, Liberty Island, Ellis Island. You know, there's there's a number of islands in the vicinity. There's a bunch of islands. But yeah, it's uh, well, if you think about it, it's kind of where like the mountains that make up that region kind of like fade down into the sea. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a delta. 
kind of, but like there's a lot of little mountain peaks that but just like, happen to be surrounded by water right that, now. Like they're the roots of that mountain are below sea level, but the peak is above. Mm-hmm. So you know, think of it that way, and so. There's a lot of that going on. So Manhattan is one of those giant granite outcroppings. Right. That happens to be, you know, if it was five miles inland, it would just be another mountain. Mm-hmm. But since it's on the coast, it's, it's surrounded a, it's on all sides by mountain. water. Right. Same for Staten. Same for, yeah, a lot of that going on over that region. But it's cool, yeah. But Long Island is, yeah, definitely an island. So. Well, yes, because it has island in the name. That's yes, the only reason. Staten I know. Island. But it's not called Manhattan Island. Uh, that's true. That is true. So how am I supposed to know? They don't put it on the tin. (laughs) It's, I mean, it also is, like, so close to not being an island. Like, you... There's, like, many ways that you can drive to it. Yeah, it's almost detached at this point. Like, if they just dammed up a couple rivers... It is, like, annexed on all sides by non-island. Yeah, it it is very, very surrounded, so... Anyway, but it is Manhattan Island is where we're at, and we have a uh, first look at a warehouse. Yes. Okay, so this warehouse, very spacious. Very spacious, very abandoned. It gets, uh, you see a a mama dog sneaking in to a broken window. Mm -hmm. This abandoned warehouse gets beautiful light. Total natural light, great views of downtown Manhattan. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, end of the the harbor or the bay, whatever it's called there. Yeah, New York it's Harbor. It's not a bay. It's a uh-huh. harbor, right? I mean, yeah. It's whatever. The water. The water. It's right on the water. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can see a beautiful skyline. Like this is some prime fucking real estate. This should be for a dog. Yeah, this should be totally being flipped right now. There is no way that this was not flipped, like. Starting in, like, 1875. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It is... It is a magical place. So, I mean, you also have to consider, like, in the 80s, New York wasn't exactly peak. Uh, And then the 90s kind of turned it around. But also uh, the fact that, like, it stopped being a trade trading goods hub mm-hmm. like you don't ship things to new york and then put it on a train and take it somewhere else anymore like that's what it used to be right so like this place could have gone down sometime in the 80s 90s but still but still you know back when the train still ran out of new york city all the mm-hmm. time um but so not people train not people train right They're like the cargo train. trains yeah you, you would bring your big container ships into Long Island and drop off your stuff. Yeah, into the harbor, and then you would, like, swap out yeah. your shiz. Right. But uh, a lot of that, whenever things got containerized, New Jersey adapted to the container situation a little bit better, but New York still had the, like, long warehouse wharf kind of situation, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. So New Jersey picked up a lot of that traffic. It's a whole, it's fascinating. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. There's actually a book called Container. <laughs> on how all about container ships how, how the, the container radicalized every like changed the world including caused the downfall of new york city look at new york it's nothing now nobody well, nobody goes there anymore well, again it's the 80s like <laughs> 80s early 90s new york was real rough it was 
rough, but at the same time, like... It's gotten a lot better, but, like, yeah, I, it was still... I, there was never not people living there. Oh, there gotcha. There was always a shit ton of people there, and therefore a lot of human resources. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem was... Part of the problem was that, like, all those loading dock jobs went away, and so you had a lot of unemployment and a lot of... Yeah, and then... Like, so you had, like, you had Trump Tower and, like, billion-dollar penthouses. Right, but nobody could be there. Well, no, there were totally people there. <laughs> But then there were, like, you know, homeless camps down in the alley between them. Like, Because where else were they supposed to go? Actually, they weren't in the alleys. New York City doesn't have alleys. They jump famously. Famously. If this has come up on, I think, at least three other podcasts. Yes. They only have, like, uh, several. They only have two. Two alleys in the whole city. (laughs) So if you have seen... All of Manhattan. Yeah. If you have seen New York in an alley, it's this one alley. Pretty much. And uh, We should have gone. When... That summer that you lived in New York, and I was like, I want to see everything. You should have been like, this is the alley of New York. <laughs> the one. This is it. You'll, you'll see a dead body. Right. They change the scaffolding. They, they swap out the dead body. and uh, Film the next show. Yeah, they, they push the dumpster to the other side. There's a whole schedule for renting this alley. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> uh, so we meet Mama and her puppies, and they're super cute, because of course they are. Except mm-hmm. one. They're like purebred golden retriever puppies. Oh, yeah. They're adorable. They are adorable. And uh, one of them is red. Right. So not only would have someone uh, flipped this house, but someone would have, like, sold those fucking puppies. Like... Well, the first thing we see is some dog wardens coming in to pick up the dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have to say, pleasant change. This is the only uh, children's movie I have ever seen. In which uh, the people working for animal control are, like, decent. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, hey, Mama, how are you? You doing okay? It's okay. We'll take real good care of you. We're going to make sure that you're, like, warm and fed and, like... Yeah, like... You know, we're going to... Like, sits down and kind of pets her a little bit. And then they, like, take their puppies and put them in a carrier really gently. And they're like, we're being good. See, here they go. You're going to come with us. We'll all go together. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Like... You know, yeah, yeah, like, like, really. Most of the time, they're very villainized in uh, these children's movies about dogs. But the problem is, they are slightly inept. <laughs> I mean, maybe they, forget they the one. do leave one puppy. It's the fucking red one. Yeah, they're on like tan, ble- sun bleached blankets. Right, they're the, golden retrievers. The color of the blankets. If you're gonna leave one, leave. You leave the one that matches. But no, because um, Clifford was, like, playing, like, fetch. Yeah, really, like, like, down in the blankets. And yeah. da- he was down underneath the blankets, and he was being quiet. So they just didn't see him. Yeah. so And so- they got, like, ten puppies. Like, honestly, it should be enough puppies. Mm-hmm. But, but you yeah. know. They miss Clifford. So they he's left Clifford. all by his lonesome in this warehouse. All right, can we talk about the, like, CG monstrosity that is Clifford at this point? <sighs> yes. Yeah. So instead of taking a dog and, like, painting him... CG-ishly. Yeah, well, like, there's lots of, like, non-toxic, you know, dog stuff. You could, like, rub beet juice on him or whatever. Um, (laughs) This is why we don't have a dog. Right. Uh, Lisa would be dressing him up for all the pride parades. I mean, maybe I would. But I wouldn't use beet juice because... Beats are disgusting. Fair. Um, but anywho, like instead of, or instead of just fucking doing a better job. Yeah. At CG. It is 
this very uncanny valley CG of a dog. Like, there is just something wrong. You, you something got it. wrong about his proportions. You, you nailed it. So, the problem with him is that they it's took... It's not that his red. They took a normal dog and shrunk it to puppy-sized. And so, when he's in puppy form, it's very disconcerting because his head is too small and his paws aren't the right are too small like it's just like they shrunk a normal sized dog it's not a puppy also like, they play with scale a lot and it is very unclear how big this dog is indeed he is either he is somewhere between the size of a large hamster and like a raccoon. He's, oh, I mean, he's either, like, a hamster-sized tiger or a tiger-sized hamster. Like, it is yeah, in this very weird. Very weird. It's not consistent. No. It was... No, and, like, for a, for a, the first couple minutes, I thought that he was getting bigger, like, in every scene, because his... His scale was just... His scale fluctuate. was just off. But then you would see him and you're like, wait, is he bigger or is he not bigger? Right. And then, like, a little girl would pick him up and you're like, oh, no, he's actually very small. Hmm. hmm. Weird. And then he'd be back, like, barking at pigeons and he's bigger than the pigeons. Or he's not. And then, like, the next thing, he's smaller than those same pigeons. And you're like. He was. He's never smaller than the pigeons. But, like. Like. But, like, just the scale of the pigeon. Like, he's. Yes. Yes. He's, he's like, three pigeons versus, like, one pigeon. <laughs> yeah. It was just all over the place. I, it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. But we see him, and then we go, and we meet the new girl at school. Uh, Emily. Yeah. Well, actually, we meet um, this girl. She's going to her apartment. Um, we meet Mr. Packer, the manager, who's been in, like, everything. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not a happy guy. He's, like, trying to shake him down to, like, fix their dishwasher. dishwasher. Um, yeah. He and- was like, hey, if you're... Uh- Mom wants me to look at the dishwasher, like, tell her to try some grease. In other words, yeah, you know, pay me. But, um... Th- it's David Allen Greer. Yeah, David Allen Greer. That's him. Um, of course, he's been in, like, a million ten things. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Uh, but he, she goes up to the apartment and finds her mom's like, hey, Super says if you want your dishwasher fixed, you gotta bribe him. Great, I'll just use this big wad of cash that we don't have. Because they're in this, like, rent-controlled apartment they inherited from their aunt, and, you know, it's a whole thing. Honestly, this rent-controlled apartment is, like, fire. It is It is awesome. rad as fuck. Like, it is so beautiful. It has, like, coffered ceilings. It has, like, beautiful, like, doors and inlay, like... Mm-hmm. A bunch of molding. It's so spacious. It gets great light. Like again, yeah, it's an amazing apartment. It's an amazing apartment. Uh, it is in Harlem, uh, apparently, which is on Manhattan. It's, mm-hmm. You know, like two thirds of the way up. Um, but I don't know where anything is in New York. It's okay. Um, three quarters of the way up, maybe. But anyway, um, and her and and so this girl, and the mom, have this whole conversation about like school is terrible, work is terrible, everything sucks, like. <laughs> She's like, how was your day? She's like, it was somewhere between abysmal and atrocious. And she's like, oh, those are like some real $2 words. Like, it's a good thing you're learning something at that school. And she's like, yep, I'll be sure to use my great vocabulary at my upcoming uh, therapy appointments. And she's like, look, we're all trying here. (laughs) 
<laughs> you don't want to go to school, whatever, man. Yep. But so. we got to go to school. And I know... Like what's what's the real problem at school? Is it like the school or is it the other people or And it is the other people. She's mm-hmm. being bullied because she's on scholarship. So I do appreciate that in the first conversation we we lampshade everything I have a problem with in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like TV shows and movies. Where they're like, Yeah, we go to this private school and we have this amazing apartment and mom is like a, like a paralegal and you're yes. like uh, how does no. this work so they're they're cash poor like they have this apartment mm-hmm. that's rent controlled and that's super super valuable but like they don't you know and you can't do not, anything with but that. you can't do anything with that you can't um, sell your rent controlled apartment right you can't sublet it you know right. um and so She's a paralegal, and then her daughter is on scholarship at this very ritzy private school. Mm-hmm. And so when mom hears that she's being bullied, she's like, well, maybe I could just have this girl and her family over, and we could talk about it. And Emily's response is like, oh, my God, were you ever a child? And she's like, no. It came out like this. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> but that's no reason we can't be reasonable. <laughs> yeah. And so then mom springs the fact that she's got to go for go away for a couple of days on business to mm-hmm. Chicago. It'll be a thing. And right. we'll get a sitter. And she's like, just don't let it be your brother, Uncle don't Casey. Don't let it be Uncle Casey. She's like, oh, God, no. Would never, can't, no, not at all possible that it's going to be Casey. Good. <sighs> and then we meet Casey. Mm-hmm. He's parked illegally. Yes. In, like, a delivery truck. Yeah. At a, a pretty crappy delivery truck. Yeah, I mean, you know. That he's converted into some sort of living arrangement. That he's converted into apartment, which, honestly, brilliant. <laughs> but his meter's out, so they're, like, knocking on him the door being like, hey, you gotta move along. Right, and he's like, that meter is broken. And she's like, no, it's not broken. It just had this bag that said broken on it. Yeah, very weird. I'm very like, huh, weird. Strange. Okay. So I had this ticket for you. And he's like, no, I don't want that. She's like, no, you're going to take the ticket. And he just runs away. He abandons his, like, truck house and just runs away. Yeah. Like, that's going to work? I don't know. I assume the truck house is registered to him. I assume it would be towed instantaneously. I assume it would be towed. Yeah. With him with him sleeping in his truck house. Yeah. And then he wakes up in a tow. Well they ticket him first. Park. But if you disrespect a meter maid that hard <laughs> if you run away. <laughs> your vehicle is going to be towed. Period. Yeah, I was like, what is he doing? That's his house. I don't I don't understand I don't understand his play. Well, it turns out that he has a job interview that he's gotta run off to. He's late. He's like, shit, it's four thirty. I gotta go. Well, he rolls into this interview, and they're like, it's 4.15, your interview is at 3.30. He's like, yeah, but is that too late? And the reception's like, yeah, it's too late. Like, just turn around and go. And so he's got to kind of embarrassingly do the walk of shame out of the office. Also, they have hand sanitizer, and he's, like, rubbing it all over his body because, like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have access to shower facilities. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a whole thing that could be said about the unhomed in New York City Mm -hmm. and... And that whole trauma and yeah challenges yeah. that they face, like hygiene. And showing up to places on time when you are not in charge of your own transportation. Or, um, yeah, trying to yeah maintain a schedule, trying to make, you know, how do you get 
how do you get notifications and correspondence when you don't have an address? Although cell phones do help with that, it's mm-hmm. still a huge issue. But now nah, they just kind of go for some cheap ja- gags about him, like, rubbing hand sanitizer in his armpits and, like, looking down his pants. Like, he's gonna rub it on his junk. And I was like, this is a child's movie. Yes. Yes, it is. But he totally loses it and, and has to, like, do a walk of shame out of the office. He kicks the wall and knocks one of their letters of their company mm-hmm. name off. And that's I was really surprised that uh, the they didn't turn that into a gag. We're yeah. like, oh, without it, it says, but, ha, 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 you know, like, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was just, it was just, I forget what it said, and it went away, and I was mm-hmm. like, nah, it said nothing anymore, so. We go back and meet up with Emily. Emily. She is picking up cans from her neighbors. Right, so they are having a um, fundraiser. fundraiser where they're collecting cans for recycling. Yeah, sure, cool. Whatever, man. It's, it- that's the thing, I guess. Well, I mean, it, they have um, they have deposits, so mm-hmm. like it's a nickel can. Oh, they have deposits in New York. Mm-hmm. So you get, you know, if you collect cans, you can maybe get, you know, a bag of a hundred cans. You can get five bucks, right? You know, it's a little bit of work, but it it kind of works out in the end. Um, and so we meet her neighbors. First mm-hmm. off, um, her first neighbor is Russell from A Little Help. Russell Peters. Russell Peters, who's fantastic. He's studying to be a magician. He sucks. He's not a great magician. As are most people who are like, hey, I learned a magic trick. You want to see it? And you're like, yeah, sure, man. Sure, sure man. Yep. Um, the other neighbor is some sort of Eastern European lady. Oh, yeah. She has very uh, over-the-top accent. Yes. She drinks condensed milk out of the can. And then gives Emily the can. And Thank then you. gives Emily the can. Yep. And then she goes down and she meets uh, the lawyers. Oh, yeah. The lawyers are my favorites. The lawyers are my favorite. Because they're uh, a, a couple, and they call each other Mr. and Mrs. the mm-hmm. whole time. Miss Lewis, maybe? Um, Mrs. Lewis, Mr. Lewis? I believe so. And um, Jarvis, Mr. Jarvis. And Mrs. Jarvis. Jarvis. Um, they, they're very adorable and very flirtatious with their legalese. Yes. In like this way that even Emily's just like, Get a room. Like, I don't, I don't about I'm just going to so take the cans and their, go. Their thing is like, oh, you better watch out uh, collecting those cans because if you're on scholarship and then you uh, like earn too much money, they're going to dock your scholarship, uh, which is like some real bullshit and also some stuff they do. Yeah. <laughs> It is. And uh, Mrs. Jarvis is like, but not if she files a whatever, whatever, whatever first. <laughs> she can incorporate as a 51C3, and then, which is only kind of true, that would be a church. But anyway. Yeah. Um, she can make a church. Yeah. We, mean, have, we have freedom of religion, man. Yeah, don't be at me. Don't be adding me. Scientology. So, and then she goes down to this convenience store and meets a couple guys mm-hmm. who are also fun. I like them a lot. Uh, they're just some good old boys that own a, a bodega. Right. One of them lost a hand in a terrible uh, meat slicing instance. Lost his whole fucking hand. I'm like, the hell were you His using? whole hand. Not just like a finger. It wasn't like it the was a deli slicer. Like, he must have been using the, the bandsaw. The whole hand. He lost his whole hand and now he's a vegan. And he's like, it was a sign. It's like, yeah, whatever. Now he eats tofu. So... So now they stock tofu at their bodega. But it was a good way of her to, like, walk around the neighborhood mechanically. Like, mechanically, <laughs> for the story, she walked around the neighborhood met all of her neighbors. Met all of the people. And so... Now you know all the people. 
Yeah. And then we pick up with Clifford, who's outside Central Park, I believe? Yeah, he's in Central Park, like, uh, wandering around. He, like, is hanging out with pigeons, and the pigeons are just like, I don't know what your deal is, man. This is definitely my French fry. Yep. But then he runs into John Cleese. John Cleese. Looking increasingly old. We're going to lose that man someday, and I'm going to be sad. I mean, yes. That is how time works. That That is how time works. Um, in this movie, he is just like a whimsical, magical old man. Which honestly, I feel is what John Cleese has been doing since the late eighties. <laughs> it's true. He like transitioned right from Monty Python to like whimsical old man. Yeah, like could be a wizard, could be a mental patient. Either where's a bow tie? Where's a bow tie? Uh, definitely the bow tie is required. Funny hat, maybe mm-hmm. uh, a vest under a jacket. You know, right, right, a, a whole lot of look. Where it's like, yeah. did you escape from the circus in the 1970s? Perhaps. I mean, again, talking about Monty Python, I believe he did. I mean, it was a flying circus. It was a flying circus. But he did escape. So, anyway, um, John Cleese picks up Clifford and is like, "It's time to introduce you to the others," and just takes Clifford away. And you're like, nah, right. "Okay, that but was anomalous." He has a whole conversation with this dog mm-hmm. where he's like, "Just cause, like." You've you're you've lost your way doesn't mean that like you're lost and this like kind of like vaguely uh, wise platitudes that don't mean any fucking thing. It's it sounds like he's most of his lines came out of fortune cookies. <laughs> yes, and, yes. He's yeah. like all our wonder are not lost, man. Like or like sto- a stoner movie. Mm, yeah. Like I wish I wish he would have been more like a stoner dude. Gosh, I like I, w- I wish he was like the dude. <laughs> I want a stoner movie with John Cleese as like one of the main characters. He's just right, like, where he's just man? like, "Hey, man, you ever think about hands? They're so weird. Why is my hand so weird, man?" Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but he's like, "Great, let's do this," and he uh, takes the red dog. Into the into the trees of Central Park. Into the trees of Central like, Park. Like, just walks off the path into the trees. I mean, there's not that many trees. Uh, there's actually some pretty tree, tree not, places in Central Park. It's never forest. It's never like... You've never been to the Bramble. It's never like, I can't see the road or hear the road. Oh, you can always kind of hear it. But like, <laughs> like, you're like, it's right there, man. No, the Bramble is like very famously kind of a... Um, like secluded, forested mm-hmm. kind of area of Central Park. It was used for meetups of certain peoples. I mean, sure. Back in the day, sure. Um, back before they all had clubs. Um, you would you would think that would be uh, an incentive for terrible people to be like, let's mow this shit down. Yeah, but there's always enough terrible people that are using that facility that it kind of gets a pass. Okay, okay. So, and I'm not saying they're terrible because they're using the facility. I'm saying they're terrible people. And also. Right, 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 right. People can um, be complicated. Yes, to to be clear. All right. But anyway, so he takes Clifford off in the woods. Mm-hmm. Our girl goes home and she sees mom, and mom has this, like, terror-grieving face. Mm-hmm. And, her mom, and the girl's like, what's what's wrong? She's like, the, the babysitter fell through. Like, I'm on, like, my fourth phone call. I'm trying really hard. Mm-hmm. But. But. 
Casey, Casey is our backup, backup, backup. And he's here. And girl's like, fuck. Like, you'll be okay. Casey's you'll be at school most of the time. Like, yeah. I love money. You can eat pizza every meal. Like, it'll be fine. And so it's only a couple of days. You'll be, you'll survive. And there's like this whole prep talk about like everything going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's good. And Casey's also like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm a new man. I'm, I've got this. I'm going to do my best. I'm here for you. It's going to be great. By the way, I've lost my keys. And they're like, the mom's just like, seriously. Okay, here's my extra keys. Don't it is my only set, set of, of extra, extra keys. keys. Do not fucking lose these keys. And she leaves, and she leaves, she opens the door, and his keys are just in the deadbolt. Like, and she's like, end. I found your keys, fucker. Seriously. Just like throws him at him and walks away. I would have kept those keys. Mm. She, He has your extra keys. Yeah. I think she throws them at the daughter. I think she gives them to the daughter. Maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. But, like, me as the grown-up, I would have kept a pair of keys. Yeah, maybe so. But the Super's got an extra set, so maybe, you know. Maybe, maybe. All right. Also, they have this whole thing, and she's like, he's like, listen, I've only lost her, like, one time, twice if you count Atlantic City, but I totally want her back, so that doesn't count. I was like, so you almost let this girl get human trafficked. That's yes. not helping That's your case. not good. She was... Younger than 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. So, ooh boy. Yeah. So, they walk down into the street with, you know, I think they're still doing the, the bag thing. Mm-hmm. Like the cans. And they see a tent. And it's the animal rescue tent. Are they on the way to school? I think maybe. Yeah, I think they're on the way that. to school. Because Casey wakes up and he's like, ah, it's like 7... 50 and she's like i gotta go let's go no no that's later oh that's later okay so i don't know really what they're doing here um but they go down and they see this tent and uh emily's like hey can we go in and he's like my instincts say yes so that's probably a no we shouldn't do that it's like well let's go so they go to this animal rescue tent and the first thing they see is it's like, like an adoption monkey. day yeah there's like a monkey outside i'm like like a rhesus monkey wearing clothes and a tiny hat it's adorable, but also it's adorable, not... but like not your normal pet adoption day. No, definitely shenanigans. Yeah. Like, do you want to adopt like very exotic pets? Which I'm sure there are rules about keeping in New York. Yeah, but there's like fish, there's snakes, there's something that could be a baby um, giraffe or maybe a hyena. And it's John Cleese. He's like, yeah, I don't know which one it is. I got to tell it a joke and see what happens. I'm like, what? He's like, well, laugh, right? You know? I mean, famously, giraffes have a terrible sense of humor. Yes, of course. And this is actually a thing from the movie. Um, there's also a sloth. Mm-hmm. It's just wild, all the things that are in here. And she's like, I'm just here to see the animals. And Casey's like, yeah, we are not getting an animal. We are not. We're not here for a pet. For a pet. Oh, good. Well, you can come into this room where there are no pets to be had. And he takes them in, and there's no animals. And she's like, why the fuck do you have... Also, this is a very elaborate uh, tent setup. It is not just, like, a bunch of animals. There are, like, plants. It looks like a place where you would have, like, a fortune-telling bazaar. Yeah, there's all kinds of weird things. It definitely has, like, an aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, it's very, yeah, wild. And there's, like, extra rooms. It's At one point, Casey does say, he's like, is this thing 
bigger on the inside? He's like, no, it's smaller on the outside. Obviously. Obviously. I'm insulted you would say something like that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess I just didn't want to get sued by the Doctor Who people. <laughs> right. Because, you know, they they own the phrase, bigger on the inside, TM. Yeah, TM. Uh, but he takes her to this room where there's no one else except him. And he points up this spiral staircase. Because mm-hmm. this town has a spiral staircase in the middle of it. Right. right. It's like, like yurt vibes. Kind of. There's like rugs. Yeah. Plants and, s- and shit. <laughs> so it's still small Clifford, who is mm-hmm. still a small dog, not puppy. He's about the size of a chihuahua. He's yeah. like five pounds. But definitely not like, he doesn't have the puppy or proportions. No. He's a small dog. He's a small dog. So, Emily is like, I want this dog. And oh my god, like, I've never seen a dog so cute like, in my life. Obviously, the answer to this is no. Like, no, can't do that. Right, we cannot adopt a dog. And Emily's like, how big will he get? And Birdwell's like, it depends on how much you love him. Like, very ominously. You're like, ooh. So that, that's a no. That's, like, that's a definite no. If you can't be like, oh, somewhere between 50 and 80 pounds. Then like, like, nope. No, thank you. Could be, could be like a Shih Tzu, could be a Great right. Dane, could be a hippopotamus. Right. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows, man? And Casey's like, all right, well, we got to go. Thank you for making me the bad guy who's going to say no to my niece, crush her dreams and ruin her life. And uh, fuck you. We got to roll. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they, they roll out. And um, Emily gets to school with her recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they were on the right school, I guess. They just left on time this time. Yeah. Uh, and this is when they um, Emily brings in the recycling, and no one else has recycling. Like, oh, my parents just wrote a fucking check and, like, fuck off. Right. Like, that's, that's, like, the... They're like, oh wait, that's today, right? Like we're supposed to we're supposed to do the recycling for the for the whatever. And it was like, yeah, that's not really anything any of us do. Like just just so you know, that's not cool. Right. And this is where Owen comes up and she's like, Oh hey Owen. And he's like, Oh my gosh, you know my name. Was that out loud? That was out loud. Oh gosh, no. And he's super embarrassed. Yes. Yes. Uh, awkward. He's like, I like that you did the work. Like that really like sets you apart here. And she's like, Thanks, but like being set apart is not what I'm going for here. I'm going for blending the fuck in, putting my head down till I'm 18. Yeah. And so she ends up going into the classroom, and as she's walking through the classroom, her bag snags on a desk and just spills all the cans. All the cans are the same. Yeah. All the cans are the same in this shot. They're all, all like green. All the time that she is going around to all of her neighbors collecting cans, they are all different. But in this bag. But in this bag, it's 400 cans of the same thing. You know what my theory is? This bag came out of Casey's thing. Oh. Like, he just has like a Red Bull or... Like <laughs> he has a, a Red Bull every morning. Or whatever energy like drink it is in this four years worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He never <laughs> takes it out. It's just what it is. But uh, she starts crying and then just like runs away and she ends up at home crying and just... She just leaves school. Yeah. She just leaves school. At this very elite prep school, they have like no security... And they just let kids leave. Yeah, no worries. Because, you know, their people will pick them up. Mm-hmm. As, as she runs in, you see Casey watching TV, just sitting on the couch, like, eating mm-hmm. cereal and watching TV. Because, you know, that's what you do. Wouldn't you? 
Yeah, if you don't have a job and you're supposed to be watching a kid who's at school, yeah. Right, and like, you and you live in a truck. Yeah, I'm who surprised. doesn't have TV? I'm impressed the dude was wearing pants. Like yeah. that was that was a good move. Yeah, like Some if he was sign. eating like macaroni and cheese out of the pot, you'd be like, yeah, look at you, you made mac and cheese. <laughs> you, buddy. Uh, he's watching TV, and there's, like, some news report that you don't really see and you're not supposed to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, Tony Hale. Tony Hale. Buster Bluth. Let's hear it for Buster. Getting work, man. Honestly, he has spent so much time just being, like, the creepy evil dude in children's movies and programming. Yeah, that's where my kids know him from. Like, they're like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's that guy. Like, he was in uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, mm-hmm. and he was in this, and then he's in a whole series that is like, oh, shoot, I don't remember. It's like Mr. Bernard something something. Yeah. Like, where he plays both... Uh, Maybe a good version of himself and an evil version of himself that runs an elite school for, like, special kids. Yeah, it's crazy. That is a wild show. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but it's weird. So much so, Tony Hill. Um, Emily goes to her room and she Googles Birdwell's Animal Rescue trying to figure out where she can go and get a dog, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and gets zero results. There are zero Google results. Zero. No, we that's, not, that's not how Google works. So... If it doesn't get a hit for those three words on the same page, it will drop the least common word and show you something. Right. It'll show you other animal rescues. It'll show you other bird wells. It'll show you, like... It'll 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 branch out. It'll, it'll let branch you know. It'll be like, out. okay. It'll be like, animal rescues near you. Did you mean that Broadway with, animal restaurant? Right. That start with B. Like, it would figure it out. It would... It would try, but... Nothing gives you zero Google results, unless you have, like, a lot of firewalls. Well, no, not even that, because you've got to get the Google and they'll bring it back. But, like, Mm -hmm. if you, like, enter a string of letters that does not exist, like, if you try to Google a shipping number from Ukraine, Mm -hmm. not that I've done that, I've done that. Right, but it... uh, it doesn't know how to parse it, it it doesn't know what it is, it's like, meh. No results. No results. That's, like... And since it's, like, a random string of numbers and letters, it's like, I can't get close to that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't recognize that semantically. You, you just failed. Just yeah. try again, buddy. That's, like, the only way i found to get zero results on Google. I've definitely gotten zero results from having, like, crazy firewalls. Okay. But, like, you know, many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. Yes. So, she gets done with this, and she turns around and notices her bag is wiggling. Mm-hmm. And we introduced to Clifford. Right, and Clifford snuck into her bag and was just hanging out all day in her bag, chilling. No, I think he magicked in there. He magicked in there. That's how that worked. Either way, Weird. she's like, oh my god, how'd you get in here? You're so cute. I love you forever. <laughs> right. So, she tries a couple of old-fashioned names. Ebenezer was one that right. I remember. She's like, you need a real cool... But old-fashioned name. Like, how are you feeling about something cool and old-fashioned? What about, like, Floyd? And you kind of, like, sneezes Clifford's like, nah, dude. It's like, what about Ebenezer? What about, like, Ishmael? Phineas. Ishmael. What about Phineas? <laughs> what about Phineas? What about, like, what about Clifford? And he, like, barks and, turns barks and wags his tail and is like, you like Clifford? Okay, right. then. Clifford, Clifford it is. is. Yeah. So, um... She's like, you just got to stay here and hide from my uncle, which, mm-hmm. of course, he promptly does, does not do. Yeah. 
And I'm like, oh, he immediately like runs out into the the main room where Clifford, where Casey is, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a whole like grown up avoidance, like mm-hmm. hiding under things, accidental sneaks, sneaks, yeah. No, Casey just spots him like instantly, and is like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck, man? I said no. I said no. Now, like, you stole him, like, because I didn't know any paperwork, and Lord knows that creepy old dude wouldn't just give a child. Okay, well, maybe. <laughs> But, like, I'm going with stealing. Stealing seems right, right here. Right. We, we like, just went to the animal rescue to look. Mm. I said no. And then you fucking stole a dog. Like, and I'm the fuck up in this family? Yeah. And so, she, though, does convince him, though, like, he can just stay this one night and it'll be fine. We'll take him back tomorrow. And he's like, yeah. First thing in the morning, we're taking this dog to the weird old man in the animal rescue tent down in the park. And my gosh, when I say that out loud, it sounds like a horrible plan. But okay, let's do it. And Emily's also kind of mad that it's just going to be the one night. But like, honestly, probably because it's the best plan. Right. And so she takes Clifford to bed in her bed mm-hmm. and is like, I just wish that we were both big and that strong and like and the world couldn't and hurt no us. one can hurt us and then like you see Virgo. oh because because uh somebody made like a gif of all the cans like yeah falling and it's like taking the internet by storm and i was like this was a slow fucking day on the internet mm-hmm. but okay man yep and we see birdwell Mm-hmm. John Cleese standing out in the rain, looking up at the, like, girl's bedroom window. Yes. Creepily. Creepily. And then he just, like, like turns and walks away. Also, it's raining, and he mm. has an umbrella. Which I think was part of the, like, we'll just worry about this in the morning, is that, like, Casey looked outside and was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I ain't going out there. Right. I'm not I'm not tracking this down in the middle of the night with the mm-hmm. uh, rain. So the next morning, Emily wakes up. And what does she behold? Clifford is fucking huge. Which is not a surprise to anybody who's read any of the stories, seen any of the trailers, or even seen the poster for this movie. Yeah, read the title. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, he is big. He is Very, very big. He's like mm, the size of like a king bed. I was going to say hippopotamus. That gets thrown around later, and I think it's a fair assessment. He's got a little bit longer legs than a hippo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's taller. He's taller for sure. But his torso is Mm hippo-ish in its proportions. And then, yeah. I think he might be bigger than a hippo. Well, I mean, I've seen some pretty big hippos. Yeah, yeah. But he's big. He's big. He's Definitely bigger than you would want... A dog. As a dog in, in a New York City apartment. Yeah, in a New York City rent-controlled apartment that does not allow pets. Yeah. And so it's the typical hijinks of, like, he sits on the bed and it breaks. His tail wags and it knocks everything off the dresser, mm-hmm. uh, including your laptop, which probably cost a lot of money and that probably is not good. Right. Uh, he then sits on the desk and crushes it. Like, this dog is doing tons of property damage to a family that has no money. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> This is concerning. Um, And she's, like, trying to figure out how to keep this dog quiet and hide it from Casey. And um, Casey's out kind of giving himself a pep talk. He's like, I'm just going to tell the mom I didn't know about the dog. That I just need to take... I had to take it back. Like, we Mm -hmm. we did everything we could. Like, he's getting his story together, which is actually fairly accurate. It's true. He didn't know about the dog. And he did say no. But it's funny because he has to, like, practice saying the truth, I think, Mm -hmm. is part of the gag here. 
is that, you know, that's Casey. He's so used to living in a fiction that he's got to kind of... Well, and he's used to, like, people not believing him, you know, mm-hmm. like... Yep. Where he's like, I showed up for that interview, and, you know, like, I was too late, or whatever. And then Emily kind of comes down to like, yeah, so Clifford, um, yeah, and the door's open, and Clifford walks out, and Casey loses his shit, because... As well he should. Yeah. And Casey calls, and the mom immediately calls, of course. Of course. And, and I was like, how are my two favorite people? Is everybody being amazing? And they're like, we're amazing. My favorite is yeah. he's like, okay, I gotta be a kill. I gotta just be chill. He answers the phone. Hey, girl. <laughs> and Emily's just like, fuck. <laughs> like, like, that's not, up. not chill at all. Man. And mom's immediately like, what the hell's going on? And she's like, everything's fine. Well, I'll just check and make sure you guys are on your way to school because it's that time. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're totally on our way to school like get getting off we're, we're almost there even we should I, I gotta get on this train we're gonna i gotta go and then he hangs up he's like oh fuck we gotta go to school she's like i i cannot go to school today like what are we doing but they she runs her off mm-hmm. but right as this is happening the super comes to fix the dishwasher, to fix the dishwasher. and they're like now's not a really good time he's like it's now or never bitches He's like, okay, fine. So he comes in, and they've got Clifford in Emily's bedroom, and the super's like, all right, well, I got to go shut off the water. The shutoff's in your daughter's bedroom. And I was, first off, I'm just like, the hell it is. (laughs) No. You, no. No, it's not. It seems very sus. Like. Very, very sus. I, mm, I have, like, some lists I need to put you through. Like. And be like, we can go together. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But he's like, no, you're not going in there. And he's like, well, that's uh, okay. And so he keeps him out of the room. Right. And Casey's like, I can go in. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, and he gets kind of like manhandled by Clifford the whole time. And the super's like, what the hell's going on in there? And he finally comes out. And he's like, yeah, I got it handled, I think. And the super opens the cabinet for underneath the the sink where the you know, the plumbing would be. Mm-hmm. And there's two fucking valves. You can see them. Yes. That's where the shutoffs are. That's where the shutoffs are. You have to shut off the water for the whole house to fix the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Liar. I mean, maybe he's just extra safe. Nope. I have other theories. But also Packard is like, I smell dog. And Casey's like, yeah, it might be me. Like I've been showered. I live in I live in a van down by the river. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, Clifford kind of gets out of the house and like Packard's, you know, bent down Under the, the sink. sink, and Clifford sniffs his, you know, plumber's crack there. Yes. And then like Casey chases him off, and Packard kind of like backs up, and when he turns like, around, turns around, Casey's like, there. What was that? And Packard's is like, yeah, I'm out. Like. I don't know what the hell just happened. But, but yeah, this is not what I signed up for. So, later. Let's go. So, um, next, they have to take the dog outside. They're like, we gotta take him, figure out what's going on. Maybe we can find Birdwell. Maybe we can get a plan. We can... But in this apartment is not helping. So, right. they take him down, and they get him in the trailer. And Owen... In, in the truck? In the truck, okay. yeah. And Owen comes up and is like, hey, Emily, I brought your homework since you weren't at school today. And also, like, it's only halfway through, but I just skipped gym class, which makes me sound a little bit desperate. But anyway, here's your stuff. 
And I hope it makes me sound cool. And he looks around and he's like, holy shit, a giant red dog. And she's like, yeah, gonna. Yeah, tone, tone that down a little bit. Don't tell anybody about the giant red dog. And this is when Clifford sees like one of those giant like Zorbs. Yeah, so somebody is inside a giant inflatable ball. Giant inflatable ball, like running. It's like their exercise. They're like these weird things you can like get in and they like roll you down a hill Mm -hmm. sometimes, but like somehow this thing is rolling across Central Park. I don't know. You have to run in it. It's like a hamster wheel. Maybe, I guess. How fucking hot are those? They're, the answer is they're so hot. Do you remember American they Gladiators? They're so hot. And they had the like giant mesh like balls. Yeah. Those would be cool. I remember when they were just like stabbing each other with like giant foamy Q-tips. That was a good one. Joust. That was a mm-hmm. good event. But anyway. Uh, and so Clifford chases after our inflatable ball. And guy inside like gets Pound, like bounced around like nobody's business. Pummeled. There's no way that he's not like breaking something, has a concussion. Like mm. the the hospital bill for this dude would would not be nothing. Right. And so people are all taking photos. He's like a big celebrity, like instantly viral because mm-hmm. I mean giant red dog. Giant red City. dog in New York he's City. Got, he's hitting the gram. Uh yeah. Uh, attacking a dude in a hamster wheel. Would be a thing. We cut. And we find Mr. Tieran. Mm-hmm. Tony Hill. Tony Hill. Zach Tieran? I think so. And he's looking at, like, trying to make in genetically injured, like, induced giants. Yeah. They, they're, uh... They're trying to solve world hunger. Which, trying to admirable. solve world hunger. Um, yeah. Their company is called, like, Life Grow. Yeah. But of course, like with a Y, like L Y F E, it's just all kinds of startup bullshit, right? Um, but their their uh, thing was like genetically modified food, so they can grow. Uh, they focus on the meats, I guess. Well, honestly, we have pretty much peaked out on most of our vegetation. On corn, our corn is bananas. Uh, actually, our bananas are bananas, our corn is corn. But, yes. like, compared it to, like, where we started 300 years ago. Right, our how corn it started. Is insane. How it's going. Yeah, like, our bananas also insane. Like, every all the yields are up. Um, genetic engineering, GMOs, really doing a good job out there. Of feeding everyone. You know, in the 50s, we used to just, like, put plants around chunks of uranium to mutate them. And then see what happened. Well, we learned what happened. Yeah, we got really big fucking plants. Yes. And then those are the ones we're still using. Mm-hmm. Because we couldn't do, like, CRISPR, like, gene editing. We just kind of had to leave it up to chance and see what happened. Right, right. And so... You're like, these are the biggest ones. We'll make sure those propagate. Yeah, and then we'll breed those, and then we'll do it again with the uranium and get bigger ones and bigger ones. Over. Like... I have no doubt, like, a farmer from the 1800s would see what we've done to watermelons and just shit himself. (laughs) Or pumpkins, or, like... Right. But their vibe is more meats. Yeah, they want chickens and animals, like... er, Chickens and eggs. eggs And and sheep. Sheep and stuff. I will say... No cows. No cows. Um... Mammals and birds are wildly different. Like, good luck with that. But, like... But this this shows how diverse yeah, life grow is. Exactly. And um, 
They made a two-headed goat, which is not where they were probably trying to go. Right. And, like, nobody... I mean, the head is fine. It's a fine part of the goat, but, like... Nah, well, it's not we're, the best part like, of it. You're going to have, like, extra legs, maybe that would be cool, but, like, for me, yeah. reasons. Uh, and they've made a sheep who is super mean, mm-hmm. which there's we've no in, way that's coming We've back. included her in the study because she's super mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. That's... How is that helpful? Useful in any way. I'm like, I don't know. It's a genetic anomaly. Science. We did silent. And his assistant's like, hey, look, there's this giant red dog in Manhattan, like, not... Not few miles from where this campus is, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, good for them having a campus on Manhattan. That's not where I would do livestock experiments. I mean, it's not your money. When you have a startup, it's true. not your money. True, like, true. you can you can do whatever you need to do for the brand. Yeah, so it's nice to have a, an office <laughs> on, on Manhattan. Right. But anyway, he's like, oh, this is my thing. We got to get this dog. Figure out what's going on. Right. If we can get this dog and uh, sequence his DNA and figure out what made him so big, we can use it to make our food big. Yeah. Of course, the secret is love. So, like... Hmm. I mean, we don't know that yet. So, next scene, um, Casey and Emily take Clifford to the vet. And they're in... First off, they're in the, like, rating room. Mm-hmm. And every dog and human in there is just staring at Clifford like, what the hell? And he's just a puppy. And then they let him in. Right. And, and hijinks ensued. Uh, first off, um, the um, the vet is, of course, none Kenan of Kenan Thompson. Kenan Thompson. I will say, uh, New York in this movie is populated by a lot of former SNL stars. I mean, actual New York is also populated by a lot of former <laughs> SNL stars, but they're not usually vets. Right. Um, but Keenan's there, and hijinks ensue. They try to measure him on a scale. He breaks it. They try to figure out how to take his temperature, and nobody wants to try that. And the verdict is he's perfectly he healthy. Fine. He's just ginormous. So, you know, good luck. Have fun with it. And they're like, but she, he was really little, like, just 12 hours ago. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of are checking out and talking to the receptionist. And the receptionist's like, wait, what? Did you get him from Birdwell? And she's like, wait, what? How do you know about Birdwell? They're like, well, here's the thing. Every time something super weird happens, like this one guy came in with a cockatiel. He could never talk before. But all of a sudden this cockatiel came in and he was able to talk to the cockatiel. Mm-hmm. And like all this other stuff happens. And it's always Birdwell at the root of it. He's giving people the animals they need. I don't know what the hell's going on with that, but it's just a thing. Oh, you, that's awesome. Do you know how we can get a hold of him? Oh, no fucking clue. Yeah, and you're like, he's more of like, he'll find you. Mm-hmm. So, and they're like, that's not super helpful, but thank you. Yeah. And so they're trying to figure out how to get in contact with Birdwell. And then that's this is when they realize, well, Birdwell was at the school, right? So he had to play... I was like, was he at the school? He was just at a park. I don't know. Yeah, but I guess he was, like, in front of the school. I guess. So he had to file some paperwork, so maybe we can hack into the school system, get the paperwork, and figure out where he's going to be next. And I was like, not how paper works. That's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go to the school. Everybody gets They have to sneak into the school because, like, school's in session, and they're both, like, quote-unquote sick. Right. So they all go in. And they leave Clifford in the van and the keys in the van because who would want to steal this thing? And it's like, well, fair. Uh, but I don't know if you know this about New York. 
there's enough people that somebody out there wants somebody to steal wants everything. To steal it. Yeah. And so they go in. Um, Casey and Owen break into the secretary's office by distracting her by telling her it's like a peanut sale or something. Mm-hmm. And she runs out and they're able to hack in and try to find some files. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emily um, goes up to the cafeteria and just gets like a shit ton of hot dogs. Right. right. Like She's like, can I have one more, please? And they're like, sure. Yeah. So she has like 45 hot dogs on this tray. Right. Apparently at this prep school, they, they don't have portion control. Yeah. Which is fine, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, your tax dollars at work. Well, your private tuition dollars and one scholarship at work. Right, right, totally but fine. Clifford manages to escape and wander into the ho- into the school mm-hmm. up the stairs and finds her in the cafeteria where she's being bullied by these girls. Yes, and then like Clifford shows up and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, you're the most awesome ever." Yeah, Emily, well, Emily accidentally squirts ketchup on the, like, head bean girl. Right, that's and, true. And she's like, you did that on purpose. And she's like, it was an accident. And it's, like, about to throw down. Mm-hmm. Clifford and then Clifford shows up. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Big Red Dog losing my shit. And the bully tries to call Clifford a freak. And Emily's like, he's not a freak. You're a freak. Like, fuck you. Yeah, you're just mad because he's taking away all of your attention. And everyone's like, <gasps> Burn. Burn. And then everybody loves her and everybody loves Clifford and then they got it. They right. Gotta, like... And the bully storms off. Yep. And, and they... everyone's like cheering. Like there's a, there's a lot of like unearned enthusiasm from middle schoolers in this movie. Yeah. Having a middle schooler. There's yeah. God Tru- truly there's, there's not a lot. There's not a lot that gets them excited. There's not. Um, they get back to the apartment, and um, Casey's like, oh, and you stay here, find Clifford some water, we're gonna go up, we gotta do some shit. And when they get up to the door, there's eviction notices, because they have a dog, and Packard has, like, taken photos from He saw the dog on the internet, and the dog on the internet has uh, Emily with him, so... Yeah. And so while this is happening, um, the Jarvises are installing a satellite dish and Mr. Jarvis falls off and Clifford saves him. And so like instant hero dog and the neighborhood loves the dog, right? Mm-hmm. That's instant. Of course, they, it's just Emily's dog. They would have probably loved the dog just because it was Emily's dog. Like, Right. But bonus, this giant dog did save a person. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, this is great. I can't believe Packard let you have to him. And they're like, yeah, about that. So Owen's there. He's like, hey, did you get the info off the flash drive? And he's like, no, we couldn't get in the house because, like, locks are all changed. And I'm like, that's not how evictions work. Right. They just, like, also we're keeping all your stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, but Owen's like, hey, uh, Jarvis's, our dog just saved your lives. Can we use your laptops? And they're like, yeah, sure. Come on, kid. You can plug my any flash drive into any of these computers in our law office. That's perfectly fine. What's right. Right. Our law office doesn't need to have any kind of... Uh... Security, it'll be fine, 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 fine. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking. Um, Owen runs off, and Casey and Emily kind of have a moment where they're talking about her mom, and she, he's like, "Yeah, your mom's like really nice. I could never pay her back." She's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "She had a full ride to Oxford, like, but then our mom died, and she stayed home to help." And my, you know, like dad kind of lost. My dad his lost his shit. Yeah. So she stayed home to help me instead of going to Oxford on a full ride, like. I don't know, like, she could have been something, but, like, she was just what this is, and, um, you know, I'll never be able to pay her, but 
you know, whatever. And then Owen runs out. He's like, good news. Owen's going to be, Virgil's going to be at this hospital tomorrow and we're, it's going to be great. Like we can go catch him there. Right. Cause, um, when he signed up for like being in our, whatever, being at school, he couldn't come tomorrow because he had a previous engagement at this hospital. Right. There you go. So, yay. So we'll just go to the hospital tomorrow and like, and, and find him. Mm-hmm. And this is when Tony Hale shows up. Dun, dun, dun. And Tony Hale just offers a water cash. He's like, hey, thanks for finding our dog. Here's a water cash. That's a finder's fee in case like, we should take the money and try to bribe the super into letting us back in. And then we can pretend this never happened and your mom needs to know anything. And also, I'll take a little finder's fee. Thank you very much. And Emily's like, no, we're not doing that. That's my, you know, it's my dog. You can't do that. And so um, Tony Hale has one of his assistants inject a microchip into like the scruff of the dog's neck. Mm-hmm. that's got all their contact information on it and to prove that it was, quote, his dog. Right. Just, it's like, if I say he was microchipped, then he was microchipped. And so um, Emily just runs, you know, she's like, Clifford, run! And then it's a hijinks and sue kind of thing. There's a whole chase scene. And, um, you know, like, Casey and the convenience store guys have to, like, run around and like fight security guards and then Clifford ends up in the back of the truck with Emily and Owen and Emily's like I can drive and I was like the fuck you can she's like hey Casey can do it how hard can it be which I'm like fair mean fair but also, also no so she just starts driving this truck right at first she goes in reverse uh and she's like ah and she's like so R isn't it yeah. You're like, yeah, so you have not the skills. You've not been paying attention. Uh, <laughs> She's but, like, there's only two buttons. Yeah, and Casey finishes his fight just in time to, like, look up the street and see his truck drive by with Emily at the wheel. He's just like, so fucked. Like, oh, no. Like, this, ah, not good. So they manage to drive off. There's a whole chase sequence there, but... They end up hiding in Owen's apartment. Yes, Owen's like, that's my building. Just turn right here. Turn left, left, left. Go, go, go. Into the garage. Close the door. And so they're able to hide there. How are they able to close the door? I don't know. Does he have an app on his phone? That would make sense. Maybe. But I would assume he would not use the garage door. He'd just come in. Like, he'd just Uber to the front door and go up the, you know. No, but they they pulled in the garage door. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. So they get into the garage door. Right, and are able to close it behind them. And all the bad guys drive by and miss them. And mm-hmm. so they go up to his apartment. Right. Meanwhile, Mom gets a phone call from school while she's in Chicago and is like, hey, just want to check up on your daughter since she wasn't in school today. She's feeling all right. Right, want to make sure she felt okay. I'm going to send someone over with all of her assignments or whatever. All her assignments are on Google Classroom. Mm-hmm. And... So Casey ends up finding them at Owen's apartment. I don't know how he knew where they were. I think maybe, he just followed them. Or maybe like Emily called him or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And as he's walking in, the phone rings. And it's mom. And Emily answers. She's like, hey, girl. And mom's like, the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> and honestly, I just would have been like, yeah, Uncle Casey just decided, like, fuck school. Let's see a movie. Like You would have thrown under Uncle Casey under the bus. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's already under the bus. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to be yeah, under there with but him. But she was like, what do you mean I wasn't at school? I was totally at school. Like, yeah. here, talk to Casey. He'll explain. 
and uh, Casey's like, yeah, there there must have been some mix up at the office, but like she went to school. Like, I'll, you know what? I'll I'll talk to them on Monday. Like, yeah, don't you worry about don't you worry pretty about about this. I'll, right, right. Yeah. You focus on your work. We'll be right here when you need us. And also, she hears dog barking in the background. And he's like, where? Why are there dogs barking in the background? Eh, it's hard to explain. I'll talk to you later. Right, there are no dogs. Where instead of being like, oh, we're we're at uh. You know, Emily's friends, Owen's house. They invited us over for dinner. Like, I'm here. Their parents are here. Like, you know, we thought it'd be good for Emily to, like, meet her classmates. You're always talking on and on about how she needs to, like, branch out. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Also, why this is happening, like, Clifford and Owen's dog are trying to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Which involves them having to pick up Owen's dog so Owen's dog can reach Clifford's butt to sniff it. Right. Clifford, you can sit, man. Yeah. You know how to sit. You have the technology. It would have been fine. You and don't. Then, you don't need a human to lift a tiny dog up to your butthole to smell it. And then um, Clifford goes to lick Owen's dog and accidentally inhales him and kind of chokes on the dog and then hacks him up and shoots him across the room. And Owen's like mortified that all this just happened, but everybody else seems to be like, "Well, that worked you out." You know that happens. That's what happens when you befriend a giant red dog. Mm-hmm. We catch up with Tony Hale. Mm-hmm. He's trying to convince the dog, the cop, that this dog is his and needs to be captured. Like, it's a genetic experiment from his lab. Right. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It could infect, its genetics could infect the rats in everything in New York City. You could have giant... Giant flying cockroaches, you know. You know. The whole the nine. Thing. And the cop's like, all right, fine, let's do it. And so they're at Owens and they see a TV report about Clifford and how it's a dangerous thing. And the cops talking about how there's a $25,000 reward for the return of this dog. And Owen like doesn't just immediately pick up the phone, which is like good for him. Mm-hmm. Or he's fucking loaded and 25000 means nothing. He's fucking loaded. That's the answer. And um, $25,000 does not even occur to him as money. Yeah. And so Owen's dad rolls in. And Owen's dad's in this is the fucking best. He's so cool. He's so cool. So he rolls in and he's like, hey, Owen, how's it going? Oh, hi, we have guests. Hello. I'm, you know, introduces himself, Owen's Mm -hmm. dad. Uh, And Casey's like, I'm Casey. I'm Emily's uncle. And Emily's like, hi, I'm Emily. And Owen's dad totally looks at Owen and goes, the Emily? He's like, dad, shut the fuck up. Like... Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, Emily's a great name. Emily's a great name. Like, totally, like, gonna play cool. Um, uh, he's never mentioned you. At all. Ever. At all. Um, and Owen's like, can they spend the night? Because, like, they have a kind of problem. And Dad's like, well, what's the problem? And all of a sudden, Clifford walks around giant and red and just goes, I withdraw my question. Like, I, okay. Yeah, you have a big red dog. What what are we going to do about that? He's like, all right, so cut a couple minutes later, and Dad's like, all right, so I made some phone calls. Here's the deal. I own an animal sanctuary in Singapore. Shanghai. Shanghai. Outside Shanghai. Outside of Shanghai. I also own an elaborate shipping industry I mean, that can move this dog from here to Shanghai. Immediately. Immediately. Like, we can meet them on the docks at midnight, and he can be in Shanghai, like, in two days. It's probably the best for him. Anywhere in the States, it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, China doesn't give two fucks if you bribe the right people. So, like... Right, he'll be safe there, and he can live his life, and, you know, like... Yeah. It's... He can't live in a New York City apartment, obviously. He's a hippopotamus. Right. right? It's not going to work out. 
so how about we just do that and i was like fuck no like this is my dog he belongs with me like what's best for him is being with me and uh casey's like not if you can't keep him safe like yeah we have like this crazy uh science guy trying to kill him we have you know who are gonna hurt him we have the police uh whatever we got evicted from our apartment like so far not looking great so far this is not the best life for us or this dog no it's like but let's spend sleep on it and we'll figure out in the morning and like Owen's dad, also super chill. Like, right, it's like, like cool. You can sleep here on my bazillion dollar couch with your giant dog, <laughs> with your big ass dog. <laughs> we validate your like very sketchy truck that was parked in dubious means in our garage. Right, so right. That's fine. You'll be fine. You won't be towed. So the next morning, they take the truck out to the hospital to find Birdwell with Clifford mm-hmm. and Owen and Emily. Yes. So it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday, I guess. Um, and they get to the hospital. Um, and Owen's left with Clifford to babysit the dog while the two of them go in. I don't understand why the dog just didn't stay at the apartment. That's a fantastic question. I have that question, too. With Owen. I don't know. But maybe they were like, if Mr. Birdwell can make him smaller, like we he can him make him here. smaller right away. Yeah, I would have been like... And I'm, then everything's fine. Take Mr. Birdwell by gunpoint back to the apartment with you. Like Right, right. Yeah. But anyway, they take the dog there, so I guess maybe they were hoping for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Owen's talking about Emily to Clifford, who is listening like a dog listens. Right. It was like, are you are are you sensing the vibe? Like, because you know, there's definitely a vibe. <laughs> so Clifford farts in the back of this room mm-hmm. or in the back of the van. So Owen has to open the door. Was and... like, you can't just do that in an enclosed place, man. Jeez, man. So he opens the door and. Clifford sticks his hat out and people start taking photos. And he's like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. This is a $25,000 dog. Like, Right, right. Never mind, man. So, meanwhile, Emily and Casey find Birdwell's room. And there's one old guy there and then a freshly made up bed. And they're taking a box of personal effects out. And it's got Birdwell's bow tie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what happened to that man that was here? And the other guy's like, oh, yeah, he dead. Like, he dead. Yeah. You can, you know... If you leave me your email address, I'll make sure to email you if there's a, a memorial. memorial. How would he know? Like, it's How not like... How would they, you know? It's not like it was like a like retirement home where it was like your next door neighbor. It yeah, was like a hospital. A hospital. You, luck of the draw. Like... Yeah. Anyway. So they hear police sirens and Casey's like, oh, that's probably us, which is a fair assumption. So they like it is them. Yeah. So they run back downstairs and they're having a whole talk about like you can't keep him safe. All New York's looking for him. We got to figure out what the fuck we're gonna do. We got to get him on the boat. So, um, Owen's dad's like, yeah, listen, someone will be with him the entire way to Shanghai. I'll make sure he's fed. He's having a good time. Like, right. Best we can do. This is the best. This is best option. And I'm very sorry it all worked out like this. And um, they're on the dock. Mm-hmm. And Emily's saying her tearful goodbye. Tearful goodbye to her giant red dog. So I said, I looked at you at this point and I said, you know what I'm expecting? I'm expecting Owen's dad to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to actually like, be working turn. for Tony Hale. And like Tony Hale's going to show up and take the dog. And he's going to be like, yep, yeah, thanks for the 25 grand. Like, peace out. 
But no, he like honestly is kind of struggling with this and he's trying to reassure Emily and like he really is doing the best he can. And that's good because that would have created a big rift between like Owen and Emily. Yeah. That would have and, been bad. Like Owen would have had to like run away mm-hmm. <laughs> to to keep his friendship with Emily and he would have because like 12-year-old hormones. Right. But they get him on this little tugboat that's going to take him to the container ship. Emily chases him down the dock. And, like, waves, like, an old-timey, like, uh, like, train. Yeah. Uh, and you're, like, waving a scarf. Like, I'll always remember you. We'll always have Paris. Yeah. Also, uh, the dog on this tugboat, like, the rail on this tugboat, like, barely goes over his ankle. Yeah. He could totally jump off this thing. He could a thousand percent jump off this thing. Maybe he's one of those dogs that's just afraid of water. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a real big chihuahua. Yeah. He has no, he has no flight. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. No flight. Well, also, like, but the problem is he is a golden retriever. Like, retrievers Retrievers famously are like, fuck yes, the water. I'll swim to Shanghai, motherfuckers. Yeah. There's something I want on the other side of this water. Ah, No problem. I'm just getting there. That's it. But no. Uh, He stays on the boat. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, mom's in Chicago and starts seeing news reports and immediately recognizes Emily in these photos of Clifford is like, I... I gotta go. And everybody she's with is like, yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, you figure that shit out, man. That, that's a whole family emergency level that... Good good, good on her boss. Instead yeah. Instead of being like, but I really need the paralegal work. Mm-hmm. So, Casey shows up. Mm-hmm. He's got a coffee and a muffin for Emily, which is kind of a running gag. He's like, do you want a coffee? She's like, I'm not allowed to have coffee. I'm I'm 12. Can't have coffee. He's like, so Red Bull? Yeah. And um, as they're kind of, he's trying to make her feel better. Mm-hmm. He gets an email, and it's the guy from the hospital about Birdwell's memorial, and he's like, um, "That's not Birdwell. Like, I don't know who the hell that guy is, but it's not him. That means Birdwell's alive. I mean, this guy's dead, and that's sad. And we should feel about that. But Birdwell's alive, and that's very good. But also, but also moment of silence for the other dude. Right, but this like, guy's dead. But okay." And about that time, Owen runs around. He's like, hey, Birdwell's going to be at Manhattan Bridge Park. Like, we can go find him there. And they're like. Sounds good. Sounds great. And that's when they see the news report. Right. They stop at the, like, bodega. Yeah. Trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. And they see the news report that Clifford was spotted on this container ship and is now being airlifted off the ship back to Back to so, life, grow. It's like rightful yeah. owners. And Emily's like, we have to save him. And the neighborhood's like, we have to save him. And this is what mom calls and is like, okay, no hanging up, no diversion. What the hell's going on? And Emily just like plot dumps the whole thing. She's like, I got this, mom. And then she's like, but I got this, and I gotta go. And just hangs up the phone, and she looks at Casey. She's like, "I'm grounded for life, aren't I?" And he's like, mm, "Yeah, you and me Since, both, buddy. You yeah. and me both." So, so we're at Life Grow, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how grateful they are the dog's been brought in. We're so glad. So yeah, so this dog, which like escaped from our lab, that's why it's such a big fucking dog. And it's right behind them, like 
Mm-hmm. in shackles like two people holding the collar and it's all like sad and shamed mm-hmm. and he's like all right like and look he's so happy to be back and the crew of the neighborhood is like at the fence getting ready to go in and casey cuts out a pair of bolt cutters to cut holes through the the fence and they're like, he's like what you don't have bolt cutters and they're just like not asking <laughs> you don't keep bolt cutters in your like van that you also sleep in yeah sure and so they get into the fence and they're like, all right, we got to have a plan. And the Jarvis is like, we'll make a distraction. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll create a diversion at the press conference. And so they were like, hey, any, so they roll up the press conference and hold their hands up. They're like, any questions? And they hold up their hands. And like, yeah, what are you doing about the uh, class action lawsuit uh, with Emily Elizabeth as a, uh, you know, main, you know, mm-hmm. plaintiff and, how, you know, causing emotional distress, property damage. Right, like, stealing a little girl's dog. And he's like, I, uh, but, uh, uh, but, uh, who let these people in? Like, and then the others go to um, break into the the lab. Our friend, um, Russell. Yes. He's like, I'm a magician, I can pick the locks. And everybody kind of looks at each other and he tries and he fails. And he just like throws a smoke bomb. And like, that didn't really... Thanks, man. Thanks. He throws another one and another one. And then the smoke alarms go off. And so now everybody's like evacuating the building. Mm-hmm. And as they're running out, they're able to open a door and run in. And they're like, cool. All right. So now we're in. That worked. Um, they also like see the mad sheep. Right. So now they're in the lab with all of the experimental animals. Right. But when the fire alarm went off. All the lab doors open. Yeah, because that's how that works. I don't know. I've never worked in a lab with animals. Mm-hmm. But maybe? Yeah, but the, like, super mad sheep is there, and the Russian lady just kind of walks up and sings to it in Russian and bribes it with condensed milk and gets it on her side. Yes. Done. It was like, I know sheep. Like, all you people in America, you're soft. You don't have to grow up with, like, you know... Learning to cajole evil sheep. I guess so. But they go into the lab where Clifford is like anesthetized and just knocked mm-hmm. out on the table, big table. And one security guard's got like a taser and he goes to tase one of the bodega guys who then stops it with his plastic hand and he's like, My hand's fake, bitch. And then the Russian lady beans the security guy in the face with a can of condensed milk and knocks him out. I think also the brother was like, but my hand's real, and punches him Oh, yeah, that's true. He punches him, and then the lady knocks another guard out, and then Casey's like, anybody in a lab coat, get the fuck out of here. We're taking this dog. And everybody's like, Okay, bye. bye. The alarm is is going off, Mm -hmm. and some dude just assaulted this other dude, like... Nobody pays me enough for this shit. I am out. Outy. And Clifford wakes up, not at all drugged. Have you ever seen those videos of dogs waking up from anesthesia? Yeah, they're like running into... They're very sad and cute. <laughs> like, they're running into walls. They're like high as fuck. Yeah. But uh, Clifford, he's real big. So uh, he just comes right out of it. So he's just like, boop, boop, everything's good. Mm-hmm. Didn't even phase him. And so they're like, we got to get to Manhattan Bridge Park to meet up with Birdwell Let's roll. And so Emily just jumps on Clifford's back and rides him like a horse. Right. There's a there's supposed to be like a real dramatic line where it's like, but the truck is wherever, whatever. And she's like, we're not taking the truck. Right. And, and she just like, 
Okay, man. I mean, this is reasonable, actually. Like, sure. you've got a giant-ass dog. <laughs> Why don't like, you ride the giant-ass dog? Ride the giant-ass dog. So, Clifford's running through. He's getting chased by all these black cars. He's There's, like, a helicopter chasing them, like a L.A. He is, chase like, parkouring off of, like, uh, buildings All of New York. Like, yeah. Yeah. And Mom has somehow landed, and... She's at JFK. She's so at she's JFK. like four hours away. Yeah. Uh, you know, between one and four. Mm-hmm. Casey's on TV talking about how, like, Tony Hale actually stole the dog and it's all bullshit. And mom's watching this all just freaking the hell out in the back of a cab because mm-hmm. they have news screens in the back of cabs. Right. She's know. not watching it on her phone, which would have made sense. It's like embedded in. It's it's definitely the back of the, the, the cab door. Yeah. There's cab seats. Cab yeah. seat. Yeah. Like, like a. Old-timey flight. Yeah. And so they get to the park. They find Mr. Birdwell. Emily's like, you need to make this dog small, so it's fine. He's like, oh, yeah, no, your love made him big. Like, sorry, nothing could take that away. I'm like, not what what we need. Not helpful, man. Not helpful. Can he be big on the inside? (laughs) Can he be bigger on the inside? Um, Emily, like, like, is freaking out. The police arrive. Um... And the crowd, like, surrounds them, and they're, like, backed up against the river, and everybody's there looking at them. And Emily, you know, like, or Birdwell's like, Emily, if you want them to listen, you've got to speak. So she just tells them, stop and listen. She's like, wait, I have something very important to say. He's not dangerous. He's just different. This and is my dog. Everything, just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. You should make fun of it. And I need to be allowed to keep my dog because he's my dog. Even if my super says I can't keep him in the apartment. And um, everybody's with me, right? And everybody's like, sure, fuck yeah. Everyone's like, yeah! It was like a rousing, rousing speech. Very unearned rousing speech. <laughs> and this is when Tony Hale shows up. He's like, that's our dog, actually. He is like single clap. He is such an asshole. <laughs> such an asshole. He's like, film. that was such a great speech, speech, Emily. But it's still my dog. So we're going to do it. And he has somebody run up and use the little wand. The microchip wand. Or the police. Mm-hmm. And the police scan it and they pull up the number and it says, this dog belongs to... Emily Elizabeth and Tony Hill's like wait what mm-hmm. and you can see his assistant in the back had been typing on a computer and she's like fuck you I quit, I quit. and the other like sycophant assistant's like I'm always sweet with you and he's like yeah, fuck you guys you don't matter shut up and so everybody stands down everybody just rushes to this giant dog mm-hmm. which I feel is a very bad plan yes Yes, like, you did not say, can I pet your dog? And they were like, oh, sure. He's totally fine with, like, crowds of people just encroaching on his space. Yep. And Emily thanks Uncle Casey, gives a whole, like, believe in your, I believe in you, you need to believe in yourself speech. He's like, yeah, I guess I do just need to believe in myself. Again, very unheard. Right. I mean, also, I need money. Like, Mm -hmm. you can believe in yourself and still be poor. Yeah. And Owen's like, well, we need a group photo. Everybody squeeze in. Um, it, Casey, it'd be better if you were, like, on... Why don't you get up on top of... Yeah, just get up on top of the dog. That way, like, you're in the picture more. And as soon as he gets up there, Clifford looks up and sees those Zord balls again in the distance of the park. Because mm-hmm. they're everywhere, apparently. And starts taking off. And ha-ha, funny, Clifford. So funny. Yeah. So funny. 
And so kind of for a denouement, you find out Packer changed his mind because suddenly he's got a celebrity in his building, so might as well let right. the dog in. Right, but like it's not like he can charge more because it's a rent-controlled apartment. Right, but maybe he can charge more for the apartments around it? Maybe. And then Casey becomes an illustrator for Scholastic, where mm-hmm. he writes a story about Clifford, right, about the big, big red, red dog, dog who lives in New York City. The end. The end. What did we learn from this movie? Who? Um, occasionally, the parents of like very rich uh, prep school kids do the right thing. Occasionally. And like, if you can find one of them, maybe they'll send your giant exotic pet across the world to an animal sanctuary. Maybe. That's the best you can hope for. I guess. That, like, junior high girls are just mean. They're the worst. That's fair. That's also very fair. Um, Also, interestingly enough, giant red dogs don't poop because... No, he never pooped in this There's never poop. There's not a poop joke. Like, it was just... He does pee against uh, the side of a tree, and it's so much pee. Like, splashes everywhere. Casey's like, I don't have another shirt. Yeah. But there's, I mean, you would think this movie, the high caliber comedy it has. I could see it happening off screen and everyone being like, oh God. Yeah. But no. Or like just Casey walking with a shovel and Mm -hmm. like, you know, those comically large yellow gloves. Hazmat suit. Yeah. And like a a clothespin on his nose and just like a look of horror. Mm -hmm. Did he? He did. Oh. What did you... I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, like... They could, they could have, but guy. they didn't. They he, did not go is, there. He did not poop in these two days. Nope, not at all. Um, There's a lot of kind of creepy people floating around in here. Yeah. That, like, you know, Birdwell... Bird, Birdwell is creepy. Very creepy. The super is a little creepy. The super is a little creepy. Like, there's some, some questionable intents, but... Everything kind of works out because everybody just kind of keeps everybody at arm's length, which is probably reasonable. Yes. So that's my big one. Keep people at arm's length. Keep people at arm's length. And with that, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.